0: defensive dummy half. It's with the halfback Williams.
1: Williams goes himself. Comes out the other side. Gets it to Croker. Bounces away from a would-be from De Puts a kick out wide. Looking for Sander And Earl is in again. No!
0: Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook podcast presented by Brett Oton Solicitors. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Joining me today is a man with the hot hand at the moment. He's on one of the great runs. He'd written off his season. I think he still has, to be fair, but he's a man in absolute form. It's 2019 NRL Supermates champion Desi Creek. Desi, how are you?
1: Yeah, good, Timmy. Good. Uh, yeah, making a little charge back up the rankings to, I think, just inside the top 1,500 Um that was thanks to a few big scores from guys like Nico Hines, who I looped with the vice captain, CHN, um, and Jerome Hughes. They all went pretty well for me. So yeah, I scored just over 1,400, which was pretty solid. Um, it could have been much bigger because I, I didn't have some of the massive scorers out there like Maddo, Sam Walker, or Dewey. Didn't have any of them and they both they all went massive. So, yeah, I guess it's just a, a matter of moving forward. Um, I think I've got decent enough quality there. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can uh, cover any injuries and restings with the depth that I have there because I've only got two trades left. So, yeah, going to have to hold them and just use them sort of reactionary to any injuries. But, yeah, looking to finish inside the top 1,000, hopefully.
0: Big chance, Desi. I'm a little bit nervous now. We we had our earlier debate very early in the season about the long versus short-term strategy. Got uh got pretty in-depth, a little bit heated in that. And up until basically this week, I've been pretty confident that I had you covered. I think you were down to about three or 4,000 a few weeks back. I got into about 600. Uh, all of a sudden, the tables have turned a little bit and you, you're creeping up on me with your, your short-term strategy. It's uh it's paying off better than I thought it would.
1: Yeah, it's game on, Timmy. Uh, the Stallions versus Turbo ever. See who can sneak in.
0: We'll see, mate. Uh, another bloke with, uh, well, he had the hot hand for basically the whole season. It started to cool off a bit, but uh, he did uh, produce a miraculous trade of Adam Dewey this week, who scored 150. He's still up there in the rankings, still in the hunt for overall glory. It's the Super Coach Spy. spy. how are you, mate?
2: Boys, I'm pumped. Uh, still in lockdown, so I just want to talk a bit of footy as usual. It's even more exciting when you're in lockdown because, to be realistic, there's not a whole lot else to do outside of that. Uh, super wise yeah, managed to nudge 1,400 again last weekend. Special shout-outs to Gutho, Sammy Walker, Got to love that kid. Although, if he started kicking straight, that'd be nice. That'd add plenty more points, but all good. And my man, Adam Dewey, uh, I think the term miraculous was used, but I I think I actually titled the podcast The Dewey Show last week. So (laughs) you should have just followed. He's averaging about 400 million at 5'8 in the last few games. So, in all honesty, it made me very happy just watching him carve up. And he did his patented cutout ball to Nofaluma as well, who I also held. So I'm hoping those boys can get get that hot hand back for me because it's just been quite stagnant lately. I haven't been bad, but I haven't been good. Sort of the good stuff I'm doing is getting undone by stuff like selling Heinz early. I took the punt a few weeks ago. Uh, based on the comments from the Melbourne CEO that Pappy would be back last week uh, to get rid of Hines for Garrick. Now, it was obviously nice to get Garrick in a few big scores there, but not only Hines, the last two weeks has been very, very tough to watch. He's on fire. What a what a talent he is. He fits in so well with the Melbourne system there. Um, but, you know, he's what it is. That super coach. You make decisions, you live, you live by him. Uh, the other thing I did on the weekend was... A looped Guffo, right? So he was sitting on 120-odd with seven offloads to update. So I thought 135, I don't mind that. About 20 minutes after I hit the loop, because I had to use Harry Grant, he updated to 110. And I just went, oh, no, it's happening again. But I managed oh, to come wow. out three points in front. Uh, Katie Walker was solid without spectacular, uh, So got got the loop by three points. Uh, and I need to just stop doing it. It's just no good for the heart. <laughs>
0: It was a bold move doing that, but as you said, it made sense at the time based on your projections. But uh, good to see you did get through. A, it was such an awkward, awkward round of Supercoach. I found it one of the weirdest rounds in a while. Uh, the Cooma Stallions, 1,285 points, which was okay. Dropped to 1,100th overall. Um, I, copped, I had Teddy and Turbo, so I had to cop an auto-emergency. I had enough depth that it sort of didn't matter too, too much. And then uh, I decided not to play Tohu in my team anyway, copped him as an auto-emergency in the, in the end anyway. Uh, A few other little things just didn't fall the way of the Stallions this week. Very, very frustrating. But as the Spy said, uh, you get your highs, you get your lows. So we move on to next week. Uh, And as the Spy did just say, all three people on this podcast tonight are in the lockdown as well. Uh, So if anyone out there is having a bit of a tough time with it and losing their mind, feel free to hit us up with a message and we can have a chat about it. Uh, Hopefully it's not too much longer, but we'll get through it all. All right, guys. Quick shout-out to the Vili Army, coached by Timmy from the Supercoach Experience Crew. He's hit the overall lead in Supercoach. He's also in our SC Playbook Unlimited group, leading the pack there, obviously. Uh, So congrats to him, and hopefully he can go all the way along with the rest of the SC Playbook Unlimited group. Uh, As for our SC Playbook In-House League, we're sitting in fourth out of 17,000 leagues too, so trying to finish big there and try to take the number one league title overall, on today's show, we've got the NRL Supercoach team news, the run-home fixture analysis provided to us by the Supercoach Spy. The hot topics of the week, our pod antipod plays, our punting plays, our trade skippers, then our questions, big show ahead. Boys, let's hook straight into the key Supercoach, Supercoach team news of the week. Spy, I'm going to go straight to you because Papi is a man that a big chance of being one of your final trades this season. He's been out since round 10, finally named to return on the bench for the Storm this week. Which means Nico Hines has been named at fullback once again. Cam Munster being arrested by the storm. Cooper Johns named in the halves. Don't be shocked to see Pappy go to fullback come game day. Nico Hines going into the halves and Cooper Johns drop out there somewhere. Just speculative though. Belly 8 might just want to get a, a few minutes into Pappenhausen to get his confidence up. Uh, Spy, pretty big, mate. And what do you need to see from Pappy getting back into your team? Welcome back,
2: Lil Pappy, first of all. Very exciting. Uh, not only because I need Heinz's role well, to be diminished a little bit, but I'm um, just keen to see him play again. Uh, what do I need to see? Not much. I know how good he is. All I need to see him is playing fullback. Uh, goal kicking isn't crucial, but if he was playing fullback and goal kicking straight in for me, I'll trust his minutes will be back to 80-odds soon enough. But if he looked good in even 40 <laughs> minutes this week, I'd have to look pretty closely at him. Um, as a Gutho owner. I think he might have a couple of tougher weeks coming up. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes this week, mate. See what they do with the rotation with Hines uh, and then make a call on that. But it won't take much for me to get my boy Pappy back in.
0: Yeah, Gutho has another nice game this week against a pretty depleted Raiders outfit. So, you know, Pappy, provides he's starting and playing 80 from next week after a nice little price job, he got to break even about 195, I think it is. So uh, that could be a massive, massive play next weekend. So keep an eye on that. Um, I'd be surprised if Nico Hines stayed at fullback at all. I think Pappy comes back in at least next week to that role. And then where um, Nico Hines fits in, I'm not too sure into that equation, but it'll be interesting and uh, you know, a pretty tough headache for Craig Bellamy to have there. Xavier Savage at the Raiders, unfortunately gone for the season with, I think it was an AC joint injury. He was the third most traded in play this week. So uh, a few reverse trades to be hit there and a shame for the Raiders. Caelan Pong, name despite failing HAA last weekend, should I say. He'll have to pass concussion protocols this week. Desi, massive one. They've been the talk of the entire season, this pair. Um, Mitch Barnett and Connor Watson. So they've been in and out of different roles all year. Both look pretty good all year, in my opinion. This week, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Not sure if he's been dropped or if it's because he was injured last week, but Fitzgibbon is out of the seventeen. Mitch Barnett, back to the edge where we expect him to play 80 minutes. Connor Watson finally starting at number 13 where you'd suspect maybe 65-minute roll for him, potentially 80. But uh, either way, mate, Barnett, Watson owners to be pretty happy this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I told everyone to hold on to Barnett. Uh, I didn't realise he'd go back to 80 minutes on an edge. But, yeah, that's a, that's a huge bonus, obviously. He can average upwards of 75, I think, on an edge, uh, especially with Ponga there feeding him some ball he's still got the offload um i think he was maybe carrying a little bit of an injury through the mid part of the season but he looks to be going better now and as for watson i'm glad i held on to him because i'm definitely gonna be playing him in my 17s uh each week if he's starting at lock and potentially getting upwards of 60 minutes he's he could uh score 70 plus as well to the end of the season
2: Desi, I I sold them both last week. After all this time, I'm like, well, they're not going to start them. They're just going to stick with this ridiculous rotation, even though it's better for the Knights to have them playing big minutes. And then, boom, that's super coach, boys. But I really agree on Barnett. If he's playing left edge outside Ponga with their run home, man, he could be really good. Uh, And Watson, if he's playing big minutes, we already know what he can do.
0: There's been some some of the weirdest uh, coaching positional decisions I've seen this season. Uh, another one, it uh, wasn't a part of the key superhero team news, but I'll touch on it anyway. Boys, Dave Fafita, this might be me just being a bitter owner, but Dave Fafita, who I brought into my team last week, I had a free crack at the auto emergency loophole, the vice-captain loophole last week because of Teddy and Turbo. Unfortunately, I couldn't put it on Nico Hines because he played after Teddy and Turbo were meant to play. David Fafita, I had to pick him, wasn't too much of a worry, always a chance at going large. Get benched after about 30 minutes despite having the prior week off due to suspension and origin and all that sort of stuff. He goes off. Tino Fasua Malawi, who played 45-odd minutes in origin two days before, moved into Fafida's position on the edge, and Fafida played, was it 55 minutes or something? Spy,
2: what's doing? Oh, mate, it was strange. Um, I thought when he went off initially, it was about 30 minutes into the game. They might just have spelled him for 10 looking at giving him 70 70 minutes, maybe a little bit more impact, but he didn't come back for ages. And, yeah, they had Proctor sitting in there who – look, Proctor's been a good player in his times, but you're down 20-2 to in in a game that you need to win, chasing the eight, and you sit Kevin Proctor in ahead of the feet. I don't know if it's a discipline thing or there's something behind the scenes there, but that was strange.
0: What are you laughing about over there, Desi?
1: Oh, I, th- I just think it's ridiculous what they did. <laughs> uh, I completely agree with Spy. It's When you're chasing a game, you, you need to have Fafita on. I just I couldn't rub my head around it.
0: Yeah, mate, perplexing. Anyway, we move on. C O C Y Takiyahu named on the bench for the Roosters. Good news in terms of depth thrown, as we didn't know how long he was going to be out for with his hamstring injury. Obviously, you're not going to play him off the bench this week, but good signs going forward that he is back in the mix there and playing again. Uh, Hamiso Tabui, Hamiso Tabui Fido, fullback for the Cowboys again. Val Holmes out for another three or so weeks. Desi, any any uh, pod interest there for people with a few trades to play with available at centre wing looked unreal at fullback last week, or is it just a no-go?
1: Definitely a no-go. Uh, I've owned Hammer in the past. I'm sure we all have, in fact. Uh, he just doesn't go looking for the ball sometimes. Uh, he's good when he has it. He's fast, no doubt, but he just his work rate isn't good enough, I don't think, to mm. warrant Supercoach.
2: Desi, I'll just add, definitely not this week against Melbourne, but and it's obviously risky with Val maybe coming back, but the Cowboys do have, from next week, Brisbane Titans and the Tigers back-to-back. Uh, so that could be of some note if you wanted to punt <clears throat> on Hammer. but obviously you'd want some news on Valentine first.
0: Mm. Speaking of confusing coaching decisions, Uh, Hard to knock the super coach himself, Wayne Bennett, but Tane Milne, bench for the Bunnies. He scored six tries in four games or something silly. Um, Been in pretty good form from what I could see for the Rabbitohs. Alex Johnston out for what looks like anywhere from one to four-ish weeks. Josh Mansell, Jackson Paulo both come back into that side. Tane Milne onto the bench. Uh, A bit of a blow for the depth of owners there. Anyone who was looking at maybe selling him at a massive profit still will have earned good coin, but uh, really hurts his negative break even this week. So a bit of a bugger there. Turbo and Teddy, obviously, both back this week. Greg Marzu back. Talk about uh, a handy timing for for depth in Supercoach side. Marju back. Philip Sammy gone, I think, for a lengthy period. Uh, So Marzu's back on the wing for the Titans. And the last one, Desi Jerome Luai, who you held on to, back for the Panthers, shifts Matty Burton to centre. Uh, timely return for him against the Broncos this week at Suncorp.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I bought Luai in when he was 650K or something, so now he's down to 350K. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really hoping he goes massive this week to sort of make up for it. Um, but yeah, he's he's a solid pod uh, on the way home at 5'8". Um, when you have guys like Munster and Dewey, it's going to be tough to see anyone going more, like, better than sort of the top three. But, you know, Louis there and thereabouts.
2: Unfortunately, Desi, as anyone who's watched Penrith recently will know, it's the Tyrone May show now. Dominates possession and decided not to give Burton much footy last week. Um, pretty frustrating, but hopefully war takes back over for you this weekend, buddy.
0: Mm. Watching on as a Maddie Burton owner last weekend against the Warriors, the Warriors in that first half full of ticker, but when they had no one on their bench by halftime, that midway through the set, the first half, should I say, you just thought they were going to fall apart against, you know, arguably the best team in the NRL alongside Melbourne. Obviously, um, I was thinking Matty Burton, you are just going to have a field day here. Thinking one fifty plus, everything went through Tyrone May. It was such a frustrating watch, and on top of that, the Warriors. One of the grittiest performances I've seen in from a footy side in a long time. They had no right to stay in that game, losing you know four blokes and, and playing. Matty Lodge, Adam Furnell, Blake were unbelievable. Uh, so credit to them, and you know that's how it is. Boys, we're pleased to welcome back Brett Oatons. Solicitors as our sponsor for the podcast. Brett provides legal advice to startups and creative business, businesses in media, entertainment, technology, and sport. Basically, if you're heading into business or you're already started one out by now, you, you know you're semi-established. Brett's team help with all the nuts and bolts behind the scenes sort of stuff that businesses need to tick off. It's stuff you'd never have considered before. I know firsthand um, how handy it all is. I gave him a bit of a go and he was so much help to myself and to a few other people I know. So if you do find yourself in the same position, give Brett a buzz um, or you can contact him at bretouten.com.au. See his clients there. Uh, There's also a special discount for SC Playbook listeners. uh, Worth a call. Have a chat to him and see where it goes from there. Boys, Topic, run home fixture analysis. One of the more important topics of the year that should be given vital attention with our final few trades of the year. Spy, you've dug deep into the Supercoach teams and players who have the best best run home in Supercoach. What have you come up with?
2: Yeah, look, I won't go through obviously every team because we could be here all night, uh, but there is uh, plenty of chat in the article once that, once that gets released. But in short, the best... The run home that really stood out for me, Newcastle. We already knew Newcastle's was outstanding, uh, especially in the head-to-head finals. So owners of people who are chasing Ponga, that's obviously a huge upside there with KP. The one that really stood out for me was the Warriors. They have an insane run into the finals. I knew it was good, but I didn't quite know how good it was. Uh, what that meant to me was, if you've held Nick Arima through the little disaster that's happened the last few weeks, and he's back starting this week now, you just got to hold him, I think. He might get back to his best. He may take that back the goalkeeping, I'm not sure, but Warriors and Knights are huge. Next tier were the Tigers, Sharks, Manly and the Titans, all have really good runs home as well, which is interesting, because all the sides fighting for the eight have good runs home. Uh, so it'd be good to watch it, man, they probably play each other a bit as well, so the footy's going to be nice. Worst run home uh, is down to two sides. Purely from sides they play against from a defensive perspective, it's the Canberra Raiders and the Parramatta Eels have a pretty tough run home. Although I will note that They have Penrith and Melbourne in the last two weeks, so it's not as bad up until sort of round 24, but it is still tricky. Uh, But the Eels had the worst run on the metric that I use. So if you're a Gutho owner, maybe you want to move him on where possible if trades allow. If you're chasing Madison, maybe that's something to look out. And Marnie, um, they're sort of guys that will be solid for you, but will they be impacted, uh, especially during the last couple of weeks against those gun sides? Uh, But it's all in the article there. Um, But that's what I found at the moment, boys.
0: Desi, mate, uh, have you had a, you've had you had a bit of a look at the article, a bit of a, a prior exclusive, anything to add there?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, great articles by, it was like one of your best ones this season, um, definitely gave me a bit to think about, um, so I think the listeners will enjoy it. Thanks. I guess what really struck out to me was how bad the Eels in recent draws are for guys like Madison and Angus. Um, so yeah, they look like absolute must-haves from last week's games, but I don't know if Either of these guys will, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> do I get them in? For me personally, I've only got two trades left. Is it is it worth death riding those sort of guys? Um, or should I just use my trades and get them in and increase my depth while I still can, <laughs> while they're still affordable?
2: Mate, I think if you got two trades left, you, you death ride. As you said, they got some tougher games coming up. The Chooks. Uh, they could, well, put a bid on Newcastle if they don't show up, but then they've got Parramatta and Penrith directly afterwards. Uh, the run home for the Roosters is pretty good, though, the last four weeks, including Brisbane, St George and Canberra. So maybe you wait till then if you've still got a couple of trades up your sleeve by that stage, you could grab them. But I don't know if I'd go before the Penrith and Parra games.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was really hard watching Matto do that, not owning him, going a 130-odd, he was offloading like crazy. He's just. Everyone knows that Madison's fixture proof. Is it? Is it?
2: really. You're right. And all I'd say is, he's super solid. Uh, His minutes have been down though, like sporadically throughout the year. And they were playing the Titans, mate. They the Titans' defense is diabolical at the moment.
1: True. True.
0: Yeah, good stuff, boys. So the Spies' full article will be out uh, Wednesday about lunchtime for you. There, good read, and yeah, very vital reading heading into the last seven rounds of the competition. Uh, where are we up to now, boys? Hot topics of the week, and that goes straight onto that topic of Ryan Madison, because the big news out of the weekend was the season-ending ACL injury to Tohu Harris. Huge blow for the Warriors, for Tohu himself, and for the roughly ninety-eight percent of all serious super coaches who still own the Warriors back rower. What this does now is creates a gap in our back row. We have limited trades to play with. Um, lots of back row options. Dave Fafita should be number one on your list. And if you don't own him yet, turn Torhu into him. Don't think twice about it. Um, Angus Crichton is obviously a, a, probably pretty clear in my book, second option to them. Fellas, I'll get both your thoughts on who to replace Torhu Harris with because Desi already mentioned Ryan Madison. T- uh, Jason Taumalolo is resurgent and looking pretty good. Uh, Numb's looking good, still pretty cheap. Cam Murray, I think, has been exceptional. Massive pod player for the run home. Brandon Smith is one of the more established guys, in form, big option. Corey Naira pretty high ownership already, but played his best game of the season on the weekend. There are so many options. I'll start with you, Spy. If you were – somehow you dodged Tohu Harris because you you sold him the week before. um, Who would you be turning Tohu Harris into this week?
2: Well, I'm going to add one more in just since I've – since I've written this down since teams, Mitch Barnett's got to be an option. Now that he's back on left edge, but it does come with a bit of risk of positional security. If it's up to me, this is what I would do. Most of us will have Isaiah Papalihi in the front row. I'd flip him to the back row and bring in Payne Haas 100%. If you can do that and you don't own Haas already. Behind Haas, I really don't think there's much in it between all the guys you mentioned. I think I'd probably go Maddo just based on how he looked last week. But, I think any of the other guys, including someone like Luciano Leleu with a good run home, oh, there, there might not be much between them if you want to go a pod play. But yeah, Haas for me if you can do it, followed by Maddo and maybe Burnett.
0: Spy, I'm not on board with you there. Um, I think Papali is be- like he's so much more valuable in front row because there's a bit of a dearth of options there. You know, we're a little bit struggling a little bit for decent options up front. Uh, there's a couple there who will do a job. Payne is another one who will do a solid job and has had a good couple of weeks. But the back row, there are so many of these guys with, with such higher upside. So Payne Hass this season, um, prior to his last two weeks where he had a try assist and line break assist where he scored 90 and 80, he hadn't scored over 57 in the five weeks prior to that. Um, his highest score this season was his 90 from two weeks ago. Um, last season, you know, not too many high scores in him last year either, rock solid consistent, but you look at someone like Ryan Madison, who got 135 last weekend. We look at the ceilings of all these back rowers, Mate, payne has for me, payne has didn't have a ton last season. 97 was his highest score. It seems a, a very conservative option for me.
2: Yeah, maybe it is, but I think with the question marks around all those back rowers, that's why I'd want someone like Haas. He's also playing really good footy of late. He set up a try in his last two games, as you said. Uh, so he probably scores between seventy and ninety, with potential for a ton. But I mean, if you can get, if you can lock that in, I like it. If Maddow's run home was better, I'd probably want him as a near certainty. Um, but gee, t- tough last couple of weeks, few tricky ones in between. I see what he's saying, but I, I'm happy to own Haas. Simple mm. as that. Uh, and if you want to chase the upside, uh, go Mitchie Barnett. Yeah, reckon left edge, He's every chance of doing some damage. Uh, but it's tricky. They're all pretty close.
0: See, I think with Ryan Madison, there's two sides to the coin. <clears throat> I think the run home, the difficult run home, is better for him because I think he'll play 80 minutes in those tighter games. We've already seen it this season, and since he's been back from his lengthy stint out in the softer games where they blow out. I know they blew out a little bit against the Titans, but at the same time, I can see him getting these 50, 55-minute games when the Eels have blowout wins. I like the harder draw for Madison. The downside is when we have such few trades left, You know, most of us are sitting on about four or five max, in Desi's case, two. You're trading Madison in, that's one trade. If he gets a head knock and misses the rest of the regular season, that's two trades. I think there's risk there. Desi, which way would you go to for your back rower?
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm guess I'm leaning towards Angus Cryden right now. Um, the Roosters have a few easy games and he's probably a bit sturdier than Madison. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Angus myself, but for those people without Madison or Haas, I'm probably with you, Timmy, I would go Maddo Mm. just purely for upside.
2: Definitely get Crichton, mate. That's a hundred percent. If you don't own him, get him in for
0: sure. Oh, I want your next choice on that list, boys. So there's, Jason Tamalolo, Cameron Murray, Brandon Smith, who you two didn't really mention. I don't – Desi, you might own. I don't know if um, Spy earned him. Corey we and Naira. Um, Spy, you've said you'd probably try to turn him into Payne Haas. Let's scrap Madison. Desi, scrap Madison as well, Payne Haas. <coughs> of, the, of the next best, because people are very interested in these guys, who if you're gunned to your head, who would you pick out of the rest of them, Des?
1: Uh, I think Tamalolo.
0: Tamalolo. uh Spy?
2: Oh, on the spot here. Hadn't gone three down. However, I will deliver under pressure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) First round, we go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get Murray. He's close. I probably wouldn't get Luciano, but he's close. Cheese. I'm just sort of anti-potting a bit with Harry Dubak, Hopefully, any day now. Uh, So how about? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go all out here. And what I mentioned before, Barnett, get him in. Mm
0: All right. There you go. my one, I mean, I, I can't split really any of that. So I'd go for Feeder one, Crichton two, uh, and the massive man crush coming into play here. But gee, I'd love to get Cam Murray into my team. Uh, and I'll back that up with a few decent stats. So firstly, he's owned by basically 1% to 2% of the top 20,000 ranked Supercoach teams uh, because he has been in and out with injury and origin and what sort. Three-round average of 88 points per game. So get this, we know how good he is in attack and, and the attacking stats that he's capable of each and every game. Uh, he's racked up over 60 in pure base in four of his last five games that weren't impacted by injury. Uh, he's based under 50 just once this season, uh, obviously discarding the injury-affected game. Spy.
2: Mate, the- you, yeah, you do have to sell me on Murray. I love him. If you want him, get him in. And I genuinely mean it when I don't think there's much between any of those guys. Mm. So just pick. If in doubt, pick who you like the most uh, because you don't really know what's going to happen anyway. Uh, But, yeah, Cam Murray's been playing well lately. Tackle busts are up a little bit. (laughs) Souths will want to finish strong. So, yeah, certainly not against that at all.
0: Yeah. In the fight for that uh, top four spot, I think it's, you know, Bennett's going to want to play in bigger minutes when possible. Although, again, like a few others, he is a big chance at, at early showers if they do have blowout wins. So, Uh, One thing out there, his teammate, Alex Johnston, massive, because he's obviously huge ownership in Supercoach. Johnston gone for, I think, we're thinking at two to four weeks by the looks of it. The Bunnies have so many wing options, outside back options, that they don't need to rush him back, as we know. So you'd think probably to the back end of that three or four weeks, although the hamstring injury did look pretty minor. Um, Boys, uh, probably more of a question for uh, the spy, because Desi's low on trades. But hypothetically, if we did, say, have four or five trades, Spy, what are you doing with Alex Johnston?
2: Yeah, so I'm in that exact scenario at the moment. I'll definitely be holding where possible. There's uh, every chance he could be back in two, two or three games. Uh, we know what he can do. I don't want to waste a trade. The only caveat to that one is if you don't have someone like Reuben Garrick and you can flip him to Garrick, I'd happily do that. Uh, but I wouldn't downgrade to someone who's just going to be a, a really solid centre wing option. I'd want a real upside gun uh, if I'm going to get rid of AJ. And the other one I would say is, if obviously, if you need to trade him because you've shorter numbers, that's that's a different story. If you need to trade him to get a good 17, then you probably might have to do it. But yeah, otherwise, I'm a, I'm a hold.
0: Yeah, you'd like to think at this stage that people could cover him at least for one or two weeks. Uh, Desi, again, let's say you did have a few extra trades up in, in, your, in your side. What would you do with Alex Johnston? Would you be holding or selling?
1: Yeah, um, I'd probably be holding, same as Spy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I like the idea of flipping him to Garrick. He's probably the only person I'd flip him to if I didn't own. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Uh, I don't own Garrick, for the record, and I will be holding on to Alex Johnston. I can cover him at the moment, so not too much of an issue there. I mean, and he's a guy, he's only got 20 base per game, which is pretty ordinary output work rate-wise. But I think going to the days a little bit, uh, at least while the Bunnies are in red-hot form, of of being scared of playing Alex Johnston because his try-scoring ability is, is just so frequent. I mean, you look back, I think it was only six or seven weeks ago, he put 150 points on the Eels, the, what, third, fourth best team in the NRL at the moment. So um, I think the only game that I'd sit him for on the run home when available is uh, they Bunnies play the Panthers at some stage. So holding on to Alex Johnston, but it is a lot of cash there. So if you do need, as the spy said, to strengthen your 17, it is an option. Boys, Sean Johnson. Uh, absolutely hit the skids last week. He'd been rock solid the five, six weeks prior, averaging about 65 points per game, low score of early 50s. What are you doing with him this week? Because he looked pretty ordinary on the weekend, clearly hampered by an injury because he didn't kick goals. Braden Trindle kicked. Um, Gets the game against the Dogs this week. Desi, are you sitting or starting SJ? I
1: think you have to start SJ against the Bulldogs, despite him not having the goal kicking, I think. He should be sweet for at least two or three tries. This should uh, should easily get to seventy points, even without the kicking.
0: Resurgent Bulldogs, Desi. Four points to the Roosters two weeks ago. What was about ten, twelve to the Bunnies last night?
1: Yeah, no. Nah, I just think the Sharks will really need to win this game, and they'll come out with a bit of ferocity.
0: Spy, you're a Sean Johnson fanboy. What are your thoughts, and will you be sitting or starting?
2: Mate, you're right. I wouldn't have missed a game of SJ in 12, 13 years, however long his career is, and I can all but guarantee you he's carrying something at the moment. It's yeah. all really leg-related, because I've seen it happen before. When he gets a niggle in the groin or the hammy, whatever it may be, and he plays through it, he just stops running. And when he stops running, his, cutting game su- his passing game suffers, uh, tackle bus, offloads suffer, he doesn't goal kick, so it's really concerning. He was barely a threat at all against the Raiders last weekend. In saying all that, he could come back this week feeling better, goal kicking and tear apart the Bulldogs. So I'm definitely going to play him. I've got a few men out this week anyway, so it's sort of a t- decision between S J and like Alex Twell, So I'm having to take that upside, but it's it is concerning at the moment. I hope he can get get healthy sooner rather than later.
0: Oh yeah, just to uh to go back to the the lucklessness of the Kuma Stallions that no one wants to hear about, but I'll tell you anyway. I mean. What were they? Harry Grant still can't get a run. That bloody hamstring injury's been playing in for that long. Had him in my team. Got one game out of him. Frustrating. Uh, the other thing, wanted to trade out Torhu Harris to David feeder last week. Torhu somehow gets named on the extended bench for the Warriors. Traded Corey Howard and Naira out instead of him who went on to score one thirty odd. Uh tough that week for the Stallions, but it's all that right. Sucks. We'll, we'll we'll be back, that sucks. don't worry. Um Desi, Reid Marnie, most traded in play this week. Looked really good in return from injury. Uh, We know how good he is. Attacking upside, good team, tough run home for the Eels. Uh, Is he someone who'd interest you?
1: Uh, Yeah, somewhat. Um, I'm not really too focused on the hooker position. I don't think it's really the highest upside position this year. I mean, he, he had a blinder of a game and scored, I think, 90 in the 90s, so... You know, these hookers are really struggling to go 100 plus. And I just think Cheese and Grant are probably the only two that I've really got my eye on right now.
0: I'm with you, mate. I think as tempting as Reed Marnie is, particularly if teams need a hooker, they're worried at Jaden Braley or whatever. I just think as soon as Harry Grant is back, and I know the spy agrees with me, he, as soon as he's fit and playing, you know, minimum 60 minutes, he's going to have some monster scores in that Storm team. I actually worry a little bit what it'll do for the guys outside him, your Munsters, Hines, etc., because he's going to carve up through the middle so much, which we've already seen. Um, I would be holding fire on Marnie and waiting for Harry Grant next week or the week after, um, but each to their own. Spy, actually, we don't want your opinion. Let's get Desi's opinion on Adam Dewey because the spy's already got him. Mate... How important a buy does he become this week? Um, lots of good 5 8 options. We know how good he's been at 5 8 this season. Tigers, awesome run home. You've got to be looking pretty clearly at him, eh? Hey?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's probably the second best 5 8 for the run home, um, if not the best, even. Uh, I can see him scoring better than any other 5 8, uh, including Cody Walker, uh, just because of the Tigers' jaw being so good. He has the goal kicking. Yeah, he, uh, he can certainly go 150 plus we saw it. Uh and he likes to hog the ball and run it himself which accumulates a lot of super coach stats. So yeah, I can't see why you wouldn't try and get him in if you have the trades left for it. Spy, I
0: chopping at the
2: bit over there, mate. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'd recommend not getting him, actually, just because I want him oh. for myself. <laughs> I just want him for myself. So, yeah, just, just stay off, please.
0: Oh, settle down. Cam Munster was the guy I had on this list to have a chat about. Uh, he's been arrested this week. I thought they might have gone in the direction of Jerome Hughes after he left the field early with that calf complaint, but um, obviously not too serious if they're playing him this week. So, Cam Munster, we'll have a good chat about him next week, but far out, he's a good pod for the run home and boys that's about it for the hot topics this week i think we've covered most of them pretty well let's move on to our antipod and our pod plays of the week uh spy kick us off
2: i'll add one quick hot topic uh before i do that and it's the roosters goal kicking boys um my no, well, man Sammy Walker's not hitting them very well, uh, but the Roosters don't really have a designated goal kicker either. So it'll be very interesting to see who does nudge them this week for the chookies. Uh, does Teddy get a crack? Obviously, you guys hope so. I think Billy Smith might be a reasonable kicker, though I don't know that as fact. Uh, so just something to monitor there. And if if one of your boys ends up goal kicking, you'd be laughing at those extra points.
0: Well, interesting ones. Um, so yep. Before you get into them, I did notice that Josh Morris was rested this week from the Roosters' side. Billy Smith still in there. And we saw Billy Smith take the final kick at goal for the Roosters on the weekend. Struck it pretty well. I wonder, not that, I mean, Josh Morris will be there for the run home. He's too good a player not to. But I wonder, do you think, is that Trent Robinson going, all right, let's give Billy Smith a run. Let's see how he kicks under pressure. Because their kicking's that bad that if he can strike them well, um, it's almost worth keeping him in that side for, isn't it?
2: Look, potentially, because you know, if you if you're scoring four or five tries in even that week one finals, for example, and that 20 points can become 30 rather than 24, that's a lot. So um, yeah, I think it's it's something to look at. We obviously behind the scenes they've got Adam Kieran as well not playing at the moment, who strikes him beautifully. Uh, he could be a bench utility playing 30 minutes. Yahoo hits him pretty well. So it's a big decision to make. But, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully Billy can't kick and Sammy gets the duties regardless. But um, it'll be interesting to watch, watch this weekend, boys. Mm,
0: um, yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll, have, we'll just have to say. Antipod wise actually, we'll start with pods. Um, <clears throat> I kind of like anyone from the Tigers. I don't think you want to overload, but obviously you've got Dewey who... I'm sort of hoping as an owner might be a bit of a pod. Just because people have used so many trades, you, you may not have the luxury of doing it this late in the season. Um, Nofaluma as well. Dewey traditionally does love to run the ball, but then he'll randomly throw a four-man cut out to his right winger um, as soon as he attracts some defence. He's very good at it. So Nofaluma benefits there. We saw that last weekend. I'm not fully against Luciano either. He's I think he's averaging 62 or 63 for the year. Uh, and their run, as we said, is opening up big time. So uh, maybe you want to have a crack at him rather than someone like a Tamalolo or Madison. Uh, it could come off, but obviously it's it's the definition of a pod Spire, risk. Play.
0: When you talk about it, this happens all the time. I, I love the Tigers as a club, but the amount of false love that comes for them after beating some trash side because they put a few points on it happens every single time they beat a trash side uh, this week being the Broncos put thirty six points on or whatever the Adam dewey buy is fine because we know how good he is. Noffa is dirt cheap, so he's good from a value buy perspective. But uh, like when you say, I know they've got an easy run home, but like they're not going to play the Broncos every week, and I, there's just always this hysteria around the Tigers bet NRL be it Super Coach um, after one good win.
2: There is, but you've you've nailed it there. It's against trash sides and without disres- mm. t- deliberately disrespecting sides, after Manly this week, they play the Warriors, the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, the Sharks, and the Bulldogs again. So, I mean, they're going to get their chances. I think Luciano averages 63 anyway, which is pretty damn solid. It's more than more than like Tamalolo, for example. Uh, if they come home strong against those sides, anything could happen. So I just think it's it's worth an investigation if there's no one <laughs> particularly good that you can bring in. Um, get and, tubes you know, under the job. Yeah, that's it, and you know that's that's how you make rise make rises. If, if he can score a couple of tries or set him up, I'd I'd tip into probably average sixty five for the year for the record. But I mean, he could go more, um, and that's that's why we put out pods, mate.
0: <laughs> um, that's you're, you're, right, you're right.
2: And I'll, the big thing is tigers. Their issues aren't attack. Their attacks okay, uh, especially doing the six. Uh, they can't defend. That's the problem. So that's where. They don't win many games of footy at the moment because of that, but that yeah, doesn't take out. away their attack. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to throw one more at you. It's very sort of th- throwing a few out there today, but Dan Tupo, he's he's reasonably well-owned, uh, but there's still a lot of people that don't own him. And watching him closely the last two weeks, he's, average, he's got 50 and 54 with zero line breaks, zero tries, just purely in runs and base. Uh, the boy is an absolute unit in terms of work, offloads and tackle bus. As soon as Teddy returns this weekend, that's going to open up that left edge again, which didn't happen under Manu because uh, Manu, whilst he's a really strong ball carrier, he's very hard to tackle. He's a good football player. He's not a very good fullback with regards to running that sweep line and picking up his wingers and the like. So I think Dan Tupac could be in for some monster games, not every week but he only needs a couple, and then if he bases 50 outside of that, uh, he's going to end the the year very strong.
0: Yeah, like it, mate. And uh, what was it? Your Antipod, where are we up to? Antipod, well, I was going to say
2: probably Reid Marnie. I really want him, but if you really want to have a crack for the fences now that team lists have come out, you could actually get in, uh, get Connor Watson back in instead of Reid, just because Watson, if he's starting at lock... Uh, You'd give it this weekend, see how his minutes are, if you can afford to. If he plays 60-plus or 70 against sides with the run home that the Knights have, he could do anything. I'm so sad I got rid of him last week. Um, So just sort of targeting that antipod on para players like Reed Marnie and potentially Maddo, especially the last two weeks of the comp. Uh, They could obviously score really well against Canberra, who've struggled defensively, but the back two weeks from your out-of-trades... Uh, that's when it could really come to fruition for you. But nothing major this week, but maybe just something to consider there with the Paraboys.
0: Yep, fair play to you. Desi, what have you got?
1: Yeah, I've gone pretty vanilla. Same as Spy on the pod plays. I think Dewey and uh, Luciano are both fair fair enough pods. Uh, for anti-pods, I think Payne Haas. Uh, we talked about him a bit, but yeah, he's, he looks really good last week. Uh, but he only managed the one try assist against the Tigers, like you said, Timmy, which doesn't really bode well for his attacking stats to end the season. So yeah, I think he is a great buy at 530k, but yeah, he like we said, he'll probably only score between 70 and 90 every single week, which is consistent, but you you definitely want those guys who are capable of going 150 um, with your last few trade-ins, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah, and, and that's it with Payne Haas. I mean, you're burning a trade to get him in one of your, your valuable final trades. And then what? You, you, I don't think really many teams, at least at the moment, while we've all got depth before the injuries and suspensions, et cetera, really hit, are going to be playing a bench front rower because I, I think we've got enough depth that there are higher upside, higher ceiling guys, Desi, as you mentioned. So you bring him in, you'll be dropping a guy, maybe like Adam Faneuil-Blake or a Matt Lodge from your team. Is Payne House going to average that much more than them on your own home to warrant the trade-in? Probably not for me. So, uh, but again, I mean, it's hard to knock anyone by him. Mean, he does look the goods, but yeah, just a, a questionable one there. Um, quick,
2: quick one, boys. Yep. Um, I've actually just come up with my pod pie of the week on the run here. Corey Thompson, who's just yep. returned. Uh, the Titans play St George, the Bulldogs, and the Cowboys the next three weeks, uh, playing in Queensland dry tracks. Um, one of those guys, he he could go off at any stage. Uh, he's got a really good work rate, so I don't mind him if you're in need of a centre uh, that won't cost you an absolute bomb either.
0: Yeah, he was averaging seventy odd before he got injured this year, so a massive play there. <clears throat> My Antipod play, uh, I did just say that he probably deserves another crack, but uh, and and I do think he does. I'll be giving uh, SJ one more week, but I mean he's a pretty serious Antipod play this week uh, at ninety four percent ownership in the top hundred ranked teams. 80, 88% ownership in the top 1,000-ranked teams overall in Supercoach. Um, you know, if he does have that niggling injury and he takes a bit of time to get back, we saw him bust out, what, 17 or 18 points on the weekend. Massive any pod play this week. Uh, whether that's selling him or even if that's just sitting him outside of your 17, it uh, looks like not a bad option, although he could turn up against the doggy. So at your own risk. My pod play, uh, number one was Cam Murray. And my other one, a sneaky one, is Josh Adokar. Just as one of them guys, a bit of a a semi-like for like replacement, I suppose, for Alex Johnston, for anyone looking to get rid of him or get in another centre wing. Uh, He's just the perfect guy out of car to play against teams, the easier matchups for the Storm on the run home. This weekend against the Cowboys being one of them games. Already has three tons this season, a score of 178. Um, You know, ordinary base can go low, but In those easier matchups, oh boy, he looks like he could be a really, really handy bloke to plug and play as as a fifth centre wing, so uh, that's what I've come up with there. Boys, top sport punting plays for the week. Last week, Desi, Desi, you have come good, mate. Yeah, you've come real good. After knocking you, you went into the negatives there for a while. Last week, you landed the storm line into Nico Hines and Jerome Hughes, both to score at about six bucks. Uh, Walsh and the Spy, no good. Myself, no good. Daniel Tupo, absolutely killing me the last couple of weeks on my same game multis. Leaderboard, I'm up 115. Desi's up 49. Spy dropped into third place. Uh, back where you belong, mate. Up $10.50. Um, guys, if you do want to follow our tips, all markets and odds are taken exclusively from, exclusively from Top Sport. If you're joining, use the code SC Playbook. 18 plus gamble responsibly. Uh, Desi, fire us away, mate. You're the man in form. What have you got for us this week?
1: Yeah, I like the Roosters a lot this week uh, against the Knights. I think they'll win thirteen plus, and Tupo and Tedesco anytime try scorers. Mm. Very cheeky good. little three legger. Yep,
0: mate. Uh, keep it up, Spite. Ah, oh,
2: gee, I'm cranky about that third now. You have to come good, boys. This is what we'll back, do. So,
0: I mean, that's something.
2: Yeah, well, man. Once I'm in front, you only have to be leading at the end of the year, boys. That's that's what any, yeah. any sport will tell you. Uh, this week, going to go hard at the line. Uh, Eels, Manly, and Melbourne all to cover the line. Eels and Manly are only covering about 13 or 14. Um, I think they could well do it. Manly against Tigers could give them a pummeling, especially with Turbo back. Uh, Eels against Raiders. Raiders really need to show up. they got a few out. Their defence is flaky. And Melbourne to cover line against anyone is probably a pretty good bet these days. Do they ever not? Uh, so we'll see if they can all do it and, uh, and get me back to where I belong in front of you, boys.
0: Please. Uh, I'm going a similar, similar little line of punting there with you, Spy. I think the lines this week are as good as I've seen them in a while. I think the Bunnies, 17 and a half against the Warriors, I like. Uh, that's no knock on the Warriors. I just think last, I think they've got a six-day turnaround, so short-ish. I just think they're going to be absolutely busted from last week against a pretty ruthless Bunnies outfit. Um, Luttrell will be back and rested. I just think the Warriors are going to be gassed from that game, and I think it will show late. The Bunnies could get away there. Manly, I think they're negative eighteen and a half. Lightning against the Tigers is oh, I think Manly will beat them by fifty. Titans negative five and a half against the Dragons, I like. Panthers negative eighteen and a half against the Broncos. Whack them all together, you get about a fifteen dollar multi, so I quite like that. Nailed Ooh. a forty dollar multi on the weekend. Same game, we're in the Melbourne game by half time. So uh, get around it, guys. Follow. Inform. Um, guys, Quantum of Jump on Board is the sponsor for the SC Playbook podcast this season. They're Australia's premier data science and artificial intelligence company. If you're interested in a career fueled by game-changing analytics, break away from the pack by joining the Quantum team today. Hit us up for any details if you're interested in that one. Uh, trades and skippers this week, boys. I reckon the trade front is going to be pretty quiet for us, but uh, what have you got, Des? trade skippers.
1: No trades. Uh, I'm going to go VC Hines and see on Tommy Turbo, of course. Spite?
2: I think the podcast while we've broken, boys, Desi just said no trades. Is that, that going through all right? At is this
0: that all right? point. Okay, yeah, nah,
2: yeah, we're good. Oh, it is only Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm no trades as well. Um, I've, I just want to hold my four now outside of Pappenhausen um, or Cleary, of course, but we'll hold for now. It's tempting to go Sean Johnson to Jerome Hughes or something like that, but we'll just give him another week, see how he looks. Uh, VC will be on my boy Sammy Walker. Friday night, the produced 167 against the Knights in the season, so hopefully can do it again. Uh, although I'd won at least 150, not to Captain Turbo. So Turbo Skipper, absolutely 1 million percent this weekend. Spy, hopefully surely, you put,
0: surely, you put, surely, Spy, you're putting your VC on Nico Hines. Yes, if I owned him. I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want a 30-minute VC,
0: please. Oh, um. Yeah, I no trades either this week. I've got four left, and I'm pretty happy to keep it that way. Torhu Aris, I'm just going to sit in there for a little bit until there's a trade that I like. I'm, I can't go straight from Torhu to Cam Murray, so I'm just going to sit back and hold those trades for the time being. VC Nico, Captain Tommy Turbo, same as Desi one there. Uh, boys, let's hook into a few questions, and then we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, and an interesting one uh, on the Warriors, who I've just given a bit of a hammering, despite wrapping him earlier in the show. Spy Michael Carver asks, what do you boys reckon of Jazz Tavanga as a pod hooker? Now that Torhu and Wade Egan are out, they have a great draw, as you mentioned. And uh, the other thing about Jazz, uh, potentially a second row replacement, is dual second row hooker. Jazz always seems to crop up this time of year, doesn't he, the back end of the season? Any love?
2: Yeah, I, not something I'd consider, actually. Um so how long is Egan out for? Do we know? Has that been confirmed yet?
1: Mm, let Not me have sure. a quick
2: look. Because obviously if he's out long term and then Jazz is getting extra minutes in the middle there, Jazz is always an option. So if Egan's out, say, four plus <clears> weeks, <throat> then, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I'd want to have a good look at the Warriors lineup to to check that out. So if you happen to have Twitter, flick me a message and I'll have a look later. But Jazz has always got potential. He's playing minutes. Um, yeah, he's a nice pod
0: option potentially there, mate. Yeah, good one, mate. Uh, I'll dig that information up while we're speaking. Um, Here's a good one from Joe Fowler. Desi, he asked, TPJ hold or go straight to Haas while their prices are equal? So why I bring that question up is because, I mean, we've all held, or for those who have held TPJ through his three-week suspension, there's obviously all this talk now of maybe a late-season switch to another club, whether that eventuates, I don't know. It seems unlikely, but maybe... Um, but more of concern is, you know, he's due back for the Broncos next week. People held him as a, a really handy dual position pod. Mate, if he's leaving the club next season, the Broncos can't make the eight. How many minutes is he going to play on, on return from suspension?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I, I think you, I, I definitely saw TPJ. Um, but yeah, if you've held him this long, I'd almost just be tempted to hold him. Uh, one more week to see if he comes back and plays because he's one of those um, forwards who actually does have a 120 plus ceiling. He's got he's got the upside compared to most of them. So if you've held him this long, I'd probably just hold him one more week and have a look.
0: Yeah,
2: Desi, as as an owner who held, um, what I'm really hoping to see happen is obviously. Kevi Walters up there in the Broncos. They need to be winning games of footy, first and foremost. So I'm really hoping they sort of go for the best site, best team strategy for the end of the season. But totally understandable if they go, you know what, you're not going to be here. Let's play our young guys and figure out who, who our back rowers are going to be next year. So it's pretty concerning at this stage, but it could go either way. So I think if you absolutely had to do it this week, that's fine. But if you can give it a week and see how TPJ looks on return and what his minutes are, then I'd certainly be doing that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Boys, Wade Egan uh, gone for the season, it appears at this stage. Desi, would that make Jazz Tavanga appealing for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I really like Jazz. I've owned him most seasons in the past, uh, the past two or three. So this is the only real year that I haven't had him because he's, his minutes haven't been there. But we saw he got 76 last week in 80 minutes against the Panthers, and they play some absolutely horrid teams in the upcoming months. So, yeah. If, if he does stay on 80 minutes, and he's only 400k or so right now, which is just dirt cheap cool. for Tavango, and he adds so much depth and only 2% ownership. So, yeah, I, I really do actually like that trade. I'd almost be doing it if I had ne- three trades instead of two.
0: That's so... Well, for- yeah, you guys, buy. Sorry,
2: mate. Um, I was going to say, he's currently a full forward bench, although Otokalotu... Sorry, they've got a hooker and three forwards on the bench, so maybe he does not get the minutes. So there is risk there, but, but you go, uh, Timo.
0: Yeah, right. So this Otakolu, he's a hooker, is he? Yeah, he uh, is. According to yeah. NRL, yeah. It's very interesting because, I mean, Jazz Tavanga, 64 in base on the weekend. Another thing that you can do, uh, certain sides can do, besides the carrying Brandon Smith at hooker, which will be a lot, you bring in... Uh, Jazz in the second row you're not only being in depth at your second row but then you're also covering Hooker for a backup injury as well there so <clears throat> look I wouldn't go this week let's see his role this week um, at Hooker and how many minutes he plays but at 415k again tough matchup against the Bunnies but a dream run after that Jazz Devong next week could be a massive massive play so uh, yeah, very very fair call on that one boys one from who have we got here Oh, one from BC. As a Cody Walker and Schuster owner, would you consider Dewey as a fullback option with the uncertainty surrounding Pappy? So I'll shoot you by, I mean, basically, yeah. Would you be buying Dewey at fullback or considering it or would you have to be getting him at
2: 5'8"? No, it's an option for sure. Um it's, it's definitely an option. It also allows you to flip Sean Johnson to 5'8 and bring Cleary back at halfback, potentially, mm-hmm. if that sort of suits your side and you've got the money. But Dewey's good enough that you can have a crack at him at fullback. My concern would be Pappy does come back, goal kicks and plays 80, and averages 120. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you'd want Pappy at fullback and do it at 5-8. But obviously it depends on your trades, your line-up, what you want to do. But I'm not against it. Uh, but you're just ruling out getting one of them extra gun fullbacks in your side, which is a little concerning.
0: Hmm. Desi, one from Gus Flack. Is Olika Artu a legitimate option as man- at Manly as a replacement for Tohu, uh, even though Gerbo's been named back at lock this week? Do you think he's a, he's a serious pod option? He's in serious form, uh, or is it better to play it safe with Payne Haas?
1: Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a pot option, but I think it probably is better to play it safe with Payne Haas. I mean, Oluquadu is getting those attacking stats, and he's getting 80 and 90 points, uh, but I just think that Haas is probably a bit safer in terms of base stats, and and Haas can still score 80 points without any attacking stats, we know that, so I think, yeah, you're better off just playing it safe. Uh, go for much higher upside guys than Olikawadu. I think he Peaks out at about a hundred, so yeah, G can you,
2: play, can't he, Desi? G a good
1: footballer. He's yeah, he's a he's a bloody gun, but dangerous. Yeah. I just I wouldn't bring him in though. Mm.
0: Spy, one that we hadn't considered, a question from Adam Sargent. a lot of talk of replacements for Torhu Harris. Adam asks, Is Torhu Harris worth nothing out with the cash being saved for a Nathan Cleary return? Sarge from downtown, absolutely <laughs>
2: love it. Um, obviously, it all depends on your team and if you need that extra depth in your back row, how many trades left and all that. But yeah, 100%. If it means you can potentially get Clear back in a few weeks, uh, why don't you just hold Tohu like Tim's doing and, and just see what happens with Clear in the next week or two? Uh, but it's something you consider if you can make it work for sure.
0: Mm. Uh, Desi, I feel like I ask you this every week, but I'll do it again. Question from Lockie Patton. I'm still on this Damian Cook dilemma. Surprisingly, he still is underperforming. Worth holding or do you move on and sell?
1: Uh, what is he now? He's only 450k. I, I don't think it's worth selling Cook for 400k odd. Um, the Bunnies still have a few very easy games. And if if we back Murray to come good, like Timmy is, uh, Cook will be getting those try just to mm. him. I think South will start going up the rock a bit more. Um, Bennett usually gets them going forward around this time of season. They'll, they'll get some momentum. I, I actually like Damien Cook. I think he's definitely a hold.
2: Yeah, do you think... Uh, my thoughts would be that South need him to be running going into finals just to add that extra dimension. They don't want to be relying on that sweep play to the left and right against sides like Penrith and Melbourne. You need that extra dimension. So I'd be holding Cook for sure, and hopefully he can sort mm-hmm. of really ramp it up as the season progresses.
0: Jared Watson, only four trades left with AJ out, only have three centre wings. So need a replacement for Simonson under 450K. Who would you be picking? He says he's thinking one out of Olam, Nofa, Savage, or DWZ, with Tennis Lesniak, or best if he is back. Uh, we can put a line through Savage, boys, because he's injured. Um, so spy Olam, Nofa, or DWZ, or wait for – oh, he can't be best because he's not named.
2: Definitely not DWZ. Uh Line straight through him. I'd go Noffer just ahead of Ollum. Um but I mean, both are pretty good options. I don't mind them at all, but I'd take Noffer with that run home and Dewey back at the six.
0: Yeah. Um, after all my Tigers bashing, and apologies to Tigers fans out there for that one. Got a little <laughs> bit heavy on the poor buggers, but I did get David Noffer in last week after all that chat, namely because of his price and just because he's a damn good supercoach player. He's still about 400K, and I think Noffer is a good buyer this week alongside Dewey. Um, he's uh, a good one. One from Richie Coombs. Desi, is it worth burning two of his last four trades to get TKO up to Haas? Uh, and or would you sell AJ? We've spoken about the AJ side of things, but would you be using two of your last four trades to get Haas in? He says he'd be nothing a player to do it.
1: No, definitely not Not worth it. Um, TKO, he'll still be good for 50 points on um, Haas, like we said, seventy to eighty. So it's just you're getting thirty points extra a week. I, I, it depends if TKO is in your starting front row forward, which I assume he wouldn't be. Mm. So Haas would essentially be your th- your third best front row forward coming in, or one of your top three. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not worth it because these guys don't have the ceilings that the center wings and halves and fullbacks have this year. Yeah,
0: and just on TKO. Uh, the Roosters fitness pending. They'll need him playing 60 plus minutes on the run home. They're sitting um, in, in, a, in an awkward little spot there in fifth or sixth position. There, still a chance at the top four could potentially drop back to sort of seventh, eighth, uh, depending what happens results wise. They do look pretty locked in that fifth to six. So TKO, if he can get back to good fitness, he could play big minutes on the run home and talking about the goal kicking at the, the Roosters, he's not a star goal kicker, but he's a pretty solid goal kicker. So, You know, I think uh, Trent Robinson, he'd be pretty keen to get him on the field, playing 60, 65 minutes and kicking goals. So uh, definitely hold on to TKO and hope that he could be a sneaky little pod for the run home in the forwards. Boys, that's it for today. Let's wrap it up. Been a good show. Desi, thank you, mate. Hope you continue the charge.
1: Yeah, pleasure, boys. Good luck to both of you as well.
0: Spy, mate. This is the week. Jump into the top 100 with a monster week. Cheers, boys. I hope so. Um, Enjoy the footy and have a good weekend, everyone. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in.